are you stuck in a rut? Do you believe that the only thing you're settling for is mediocrity and believe you can do better? Ask yourself, are you in a perpetual cycle where no matter how hard you try, everything just seems to stay status quo? Do you want to elevate your level of expectation and performance? Well, if you answered yes, then you should really talk to Adrian Marino. He is a business hypnotist who empowers driven companies and entrepreneurs with mindset performance tools, which are intended to produce more sales, build a better culture, and enhance performance company-wide. Moreno joined me this week to have an in-depth conversation about the power and benefits of hypnosis and how it can help change the trajectory and course of your entire professional and personal life. I'm Kevin McShan. Let's have this conversation. Absolutely. I'm so, excited. Yeah, as am I, buddy. I know you started your career in the health and fitness space and you uh, got some experience working with hypnosis, buddy. So I'm wondering if you can tell me uh, where, how you got to where you are today. Yes, yes. So um, I, about in the winter of 2014, I experienced a, a heartbreak and it was a high school heartbreak. The one that makes you feel like your whole world is coming crumbling down. Um, I was in a long, I was in a relationship for about three, four years. And then all of a sudden one day I found out that she was having a baby with somebody else. And at that point in my life that I allowed that to ruin me and I thought it did. So I acted like it did. And I ended up gaining 100 pounds in a four-year time span. I gained over 100 pounds. Um, my grades plummeted. I was, uh, I was, I lost my job. I was living unemployed, and I was just an angry individual. And then I found myself in four years. I was, like I said, 100 pounds overweight. And um, you know, on one particular day, I had a really good friend. Uh, I had I called a good friend to come over and hang out with me. And on this day, uh, when he comes to the house, I open up the door without a shirt. So I'm not wearing a shirt and he sees that. And so when he sees me without a shirt, 
he calls me out and he says, damn, Adrian, you got really fat. And he just called me out. So when he said that, it, it stunk really, really bad. And so I found myself, um, I told myself, you know what? I'm just going to lose this weight. I, and I told him, I was like, you know what? I'm about to lose weight and uh, I'm going to lose all of it. And he was like, no, you're not. Whatever, whatever. But we would soon come to find how serious I was because the very next day I started YouTubing uh, workouts and nutrition things. And then I was able to basically teach myself everything I needed to know to build the body I wanted. And then in nine months, I lost 91 pounds. And when I lost 91 pounds, it was the most life changing thing for me. So at that time of my life, I then decided to help other people experience that kind of transition in their life. And, um, you know, because it's a big, it's a big transition going from living in one body to another. And um, I wanted to help people do that. And that's what got me into fitness. Now, when I was a fitness coach, something interesting was happening. I had a, uh, some people were paying me all of this money. So I used to charge people like $5,000 to work with me. I was very expensive. I would charge somebody $5,000 and they paid me the money and they'd lose the weight. They changed their life and I'd have somebody else pay me $5,000 and make all the excuses in the book and tell me why they can't take action. And they didn't change their life. And so instead of getting really upset, I got curious and I was like, well, what's going on in their brain, in their mind? Because if I can figure out what's going on in their psyche, in the moment that they decide to go to the gym or sit on the couch or to eat that pizza or eat something more healthier, if I can figure out what's going on in their psyche at that time, then I will be able to manipulate it to help them get what they want out of themselves. And I will be able to help them think the way they want to and behave the way they want to just by changing what's going on in their psyche. So that led me into studying cognitive behavior therapy. But cognitive behavior therapy is great. Therapists, I believe, are awesome. But the success rate of therapy is very low. It's about 33%. And uh, on an average, it takes about 22 to 26 sessions for a 33% success rate. So to me, I felt very, um, very ineffective. I'm an entrepreneur. I love efficiency. So I decided to keep looking and then I stumbled upon an article that kept talking about this amazing alternative therapy that gave people 93% success rate with a two to five sessions. And in my mind, that was phenomenal. And um, it was hypnosis. And I'm very big on not believing in things unless I experience it for myself. So I had a fear of public speaking. So I hired a hypnotist to help me get over the fear of public speaking. And now I make more than half my revenue speaking as a public speaker. So clearly I got rid of the fear of public speaking. And when I realized that it worked, I then made that my mission to understand how to help people make changes in their behavior extremely fast. I wanted them to know that this was available to them. Because I can help anybody lose weight. I can help anybody make money. I can help anybody get in the relationship they want. If I can just get them to think, feel, and behave a particular way. And one of the fastest ways that allowed me to do that was through getting into somebody's subconscious mind and changing the way they saw themselves through hypnosis. So I've been utilizing hypnosis and NLP. I've created my own method, but that's my really long answer to your very short question as to how I got in this position. Yeah, absolutely. So you transitioned nicely into my next question. I 
what was can I ask him about the method you created and uh, the way it works and how it helps people? Yeah, so I um, was able to develop, uh, I took some time and I really started breaking down all of the NLP and hypnosis processes I was learning. And I was finding um, intuitively, I was feeling that I should start trying some different things. So um, what I created is this process called neuro remapping. And what it's designed to do is get somebody into a state of theta brainwaves so they can easily, very, very quickly and very easily find the root cause behind their behavior pattern and rewire their memory. So here is how it works. I had a client come to me who was, she was, um, okay, let's use this example. I had a client come to me who was late to everything. He was always late, no matter what. He was consistently late to things. He made a lot, and he was like late to our, to our neuro remapping sessions. <laughs> like he was always late. And then he told me, agent, I really want to figure out what's going on. Like I'm making a lot of money. I have a nice car. I have a nice house. I have the, the wife, but my reputation's starting to fall. And like, I'm starting to lose sales because I'm showing up late to appointments all the time, man. And he wanted to figure out what was going on. So Neo remapping utilizes timeline regression and timeline regression. For those of you who don't know, it's basically a way to peek into your mind, to look at all the memories that your conscious and subconscious mind holds in it. And what happens is it allows you to see what kind of perspectives you gained, you gained during those times. Not because the past is responsible for your problems, but because your beliefs are responsible for them. And when you're able to look at the past through the current lenses of your beliefs, you're going to become very aware of what you believe. So with this client, in order to get rid of this pattern of being late, I had him close his eyes. And what I do is I get people into theta brainwaves. And it's a very simple process. But I get them into it. Then I communicate to them, hey, you're doing this right now. On the count of five to one, your mind will show you why you're doing this. And he found himself. A memory came up when I counted down to one. And that memory was his big brother picking him up from school. He was five years old. His big, his big brother was like 16 years old. And his big brother was picking up from school and he was telling him, you're so annoying. I hate that I have to pick you up. Why can't you just walk home by yourself? You're a grown kid. You can walk home by yourself. Making the little five-year-old feel bad for being himself. And in that moment, my client told himself, I am not important and I'm not wanted. So he gained the belief that he was not important. So if he's not important, his commitments are not important. So might as well be late on all of them. Now you see where the behavior pattern came from. It came from the belief of I'm not important. So if I'm not important to do great things, why am I going to show up on time? That's how we found it. But now he eliminated it. He outsold his entire company the next two quarters. How did he do that? By remapping his perspective on that moment. So what we did was, there's a beautiful thing about the mind. It can't see through the skull. It doesn't know what's tomorrow, what's yesterday. It only knows what's right now. It doesn't know what's real, what's real, what's an actual experience, what's like realistic, what's like a physical event or what's an imagined event. All it knows is experience because experience happens now. And your point of power is now, meaning you have the ability to rewrite the past 
change the future, to change your now. It sounds insane, but what I was able to do with this client was I said, what about, how about we give you a different memory of the past? How about we repattern your neurons by changing the way you see the past? And so what I did was while he was in a trance, I told him, instead of your brother picking your little five-year-old self up, how about you be the big brother now? How about you go pick him up? And you be the big brother you always wanted. And so what he did in that moment was he told himself, hey, what's up, little man? I'm here to pick you up because I love you. I'm here to walk you home because I love you. And because you're in my life, I'm going to take care of you. He took him home. He played video games with him. He let that little boy feel important. What this does is this changes your perspective on the past, which literally rewires neural pathways in your brain. And when you rewire neural pathways, neural pathways are just a clusters of cells that are responsible for all of your thinking and feeling. If you rewire those, you are designed, you will by, na by nature respond differently. Now he's punctual. He makes a lot more money. Why? Because he genuinely knows he's worthy and deserving of everything that he wants. So neuromapping in a nutshell is basically just designed to help you uncover in seconds, in minutes, rather than years, what the root cause is behind the actual behavior or emotional problem. So you can rewrite the past. You can basically rewire your neural pathways, eliminate the root, change your behavior, and we get it done in we get it done in 86% of our clients get it done in one session. Uh, the remaining period, the remaining clients need about three sessions, and we have a 94% success rate as of today. So it's a very fun and uh, interesting thing. But that that's how it works in a nutshell. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know the power, uh, power of perspective works in uh, different ways, doesn't it? Very much. Very much. Yeah, and Adrian, tell me, I'm curious to ask you how you view uh, the term positive momentum. What does that mean to you? Hmm. Positive momentum. What does that mean to me? It means energetically moving in a direction that feels, that comes with a sense of well-being. Positive, I think we have a strong idea of what positive has to be. I don't think positive has any specific characteristics other than a feeling of ease and well-being. Well-being means you just feel well emotionally. Even if your body hurts, you still feel well. So positive momentum to me is you consistently moving in a direction of well-being that feels well. Regardless of what's going on, you're still able to be resourceful enough to feel well. And like, um, you know, be able to walk through hell with a smile on your face, and make it heaven. Right. And so I would say that is what positive momentum means to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I also wanted to ask you, what does it mean to you to make the most amount of difference for the maximum number of people? How do you define making a difference and paying it forward? Life will always support that which supports life. Now, what I mean by that 
is making a difference. It's nothing more but taking vitality and transitioning that over to somebody who feels like they don't have it. Taking the sense of aliveness and transitioning it over to somebody, showing them that it is within themselves as well. I believe making a difference has nothing to do with what you do to other people, but that has everything to do with what you do, with what you help them in terms of what do you help them do for themselves, right? So me making a positive impact is right now I'm working on building a different education model because when I have kids, I don't want to send my kids to public school. I want my children to um, be the entire being to be educated. I see all of these problems in the world today. And as somebody who's worked with, the, like somebody who's dissected the human psyche from so many people so many times, I've seen that all of our problems are coming from this place of believing you're not enough, believing you're broken, believing you're not worthy, believing you're not deserving. If we just allowed an entire generation of children to grow up believing that they are worthy, the amount of problems that we see in the world will literally start to drop. So right now, what I'm doing is I'm building something to aid into that. Now, the way that I'm, the way that my mindset is around adding this positive change for people is what I'm doing is adding more life to people. So by the end of the day, at the end of, no, none of us here are going to make it alive. None of us here are going to make it out of this thing, a life called alive, right? We're all going to die somehow, some way. By the way, I, I genuinely believe life continues to be even more alive than it is right now after death. But anyways, um, since you, when you realize that there's so much more ahead of you than there is behind you, making a positive impact means making every single decision based on what's ahead of you and not, not, and not what's behind you. Understanding that you and me are the same exact being in terms of the energy that makes us up. So if I want my life to be better, let me enrich yours. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the ways you do that, I know you work with entrepreneurs to help them create uh, consistent and positive patterns in business. So tell me, how do you do that effectively? Yeah, so uh, the number one way that I do that is through utilizing the neuro remapping method, because if you think about it, people want amazing results in their business. Now, if you look at your results, your results are a are not a root cause. Your results are an after effect to what is going on internally. If you're going to reverse engineer your root cause of, of, of your results, what creates your results? Well, all of your behavior. You act a certain way, you produce a certain fit, you produce a certain result. What's creating all of your actions? If you follow your actions, you will find that there is a feeling. That precedes every action. What precedes all feeling? You will find thought precedes every feeling. There is a thought first that produces an electromagnetic pulse of energy that creates this feeling that moves through our body. What creates all of these habitual thoughts, though? True belief system. If you want to, if you're if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year and you want to make half a million, you can't do that. Unless there is a belief that allows you to actually receive that. The way that I help people is I'm not a consultant who goes in and teaches people strategies and tactics and how to track their metrics and brand new things, nothing like that. My clients know about that. They know what they're doing. They know their strategies. 
what I do is I go in and I remove the ideas from their mind that are preventing them from growing the way that they want to grow. One of my clients was stuck making um, just underneath $100,000 a month. And he was like, Adrian, I want to make more than $100,000 a month. I can't seem to crack that $100,000 a month. I'm literally making $98,000 a month. Like, what the heck? We took him through a session. And then he found that at a young age, he chose to believe that he was not wanted. So that feeling of not being wanted made him feel like he was not worthy of making more than the $98,000 a year. Plus, he was scared that if he made any more money, that his dad will stop loving him. So what I did was I helped him find that idea in his mind. We removed it from his mind. Now he's doing well over $150,000 to $200,000 a month. We were able to help him grow as a business, not because I sat down for a day and consulted with him, but because I sat down for a day, I helped him enter his own mind and remove the ideas that were stopping the revenue growth that was already there. And where do you, where do you think uh, self-doubt comes from? Because I know you have some strong uh, perspectives there. Yeah, uh, self-doubt ultimately comes from, well, perfect example. When I was five years old, um, so I don't know if you can tell, but I have two speech impediments. Uh, I have a lisp, meaning I, I sound funny when I say my S's. And then when it comes to my R's, I can't say every single word correctly with R. Like the word horror, like horror movie, horror. That one's hard for me, but I'm getting pretty good at them. But still, I have this, I have this speech impediment, these speech impediments. And one day when I was five years old, and I re- by the way, I realized, my entire life, I always play small. I always question myself. So I use neuro remapping on myself to figure out why the heck I was so unconfident. But be, I was feeling like an imposter in my business. So utilizing neuro remapping, I was able to find that at five years old, I spoke up one day and I tried to say the word thirsty because I was sitting in the cafeteria. I wanted some more water. I raised my hand and I told my teacher, I'd like some more. No, I wanted some more juice. I was like, I like some more juice because I am thirsty because I couldn't say thirsty properly. When I said thirst, thirsty, the entire, I shit you not, the entire table, cafeteria table started laughing at me, making fun of me. So as I looked at that moment, I decided to add a meaning to it. And that meaning was there's something wrong with me because I can't speak right. And I am too different because other people can use speak, but I can't. That was the root of my self-doubt with a genuinely belief that there is something wrong with me. So self-doubt is not something that happens to you. Self-doubt happens when you go through an experience and you interpret it and you make it mean something limiting about yourself. Self-doubt comes from decisions you make about your own identity. And all of these are false. So might as well make up whichever one you want. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Adrian, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, this week is uh, National Accessibility Awareness Week. And I also... I was born with a disability. I was born with what's called uh, a spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. Simply means that I don't have enough oxygen.
oxygen in my leg uh, to walk normally. So as we close out the week, I'm fascinated to get your perspective on what diversity, equity, and inclusion means to you. Yes, absolutely. Inclusion to me means involving the entire world with your own perspective. What I mean by that is not excluding anybody out of your perspective. Inclusion to me just really comes down to consistently acting in every single action that you take. And I mean thought too. With every single thought and every single action, you are including the entire cosmos. You're including everybody in what you're doing. And it does not mean you have to actually invite them, physically involve them. It means when you make decisions, you're making decisions not based off of you. You're making decisions based off of the collective. Because at the end of the day, we're all one. So when you just start making decisions based off of that, it starts to make sense. Now, um, you said something about diversity, right? Yeah, diversity, equity, and inclusion. What does that mean to you? Yeah. Uh, diversity means allowing consciousness to do what it does and be very flexible. Being diverse in the way that you make decisions, not being biased in the way you make decisions, but also, and so, but not just, you know, being diverse in your own mind, but of course, being diverse in the way that you express yourself and who you express yourself with, expressing yourself in multiple different ways, not believing that you have to be one way, not believing that you have to do one thing, and not believing that you have to hang out with one kind of person, understanding that literally the universe in its variety is infinite. So thinking in that direction. Yeah, and, and I know, uh, Adrian, you've got some thoughts on the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make when they're trying to grow their business. So I'm wondering if you could share those with me. Yeah, the biggest mistake I see them make is feeling something and acting like they're not feeling it. What I mean by that is I've worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs who tell me, Adrian, I know I'm good enough, but I don't feel like it. I know that I'm worthy enough. I know that I deserve it, but I don't feel like it. So what they do is they try to just use these affirmations. They try to work through it. They say, no, I'm, I, they have this thought that they have this feeling that comes up that says, I'm not good enough. But entrepreneurs have big heads, right? Entrepreneurs, we are these game changers. We are these move makers. We are driven. And so it's hard for us to admit that we don't feel like we're good enough. So when we feel like we're not good enough, but we deny that thought and hope it disappears, it's going to build up because denying a thought, rejecting a thought, ignoring a thought requires tons of energy. And so the biggest mistake is feeling like you're not good enough, feeling like you're not worthy, feeling like you need help, but keeping it to yourself and trying to hold it all together and ignoring those feelings because you're not because you're stronger than your feelings and you want to work through your feelings. That's the most stupidest thing in the world. The biggest mistake entrepreneurs make is denying their own experience. The moment that you realize experience includes all the good and all the bad, then and only then will you start gaining real momentum in ways that you never thought was possible. So again, the biggest mistake is denying their own experience. And wondering why they end up depressed, end up self-sabotaging when things are going good, end up with anxiety attacks, end up with certain phobias. It's not happening because your brain's messed up. It's happening because there is feelings and beliefs in your mind that you're choosing not to follow 
and you're ignoring them, which is causing all of these emotional patterns that people like to say are my problems. So I would say that's easily the biggest one. Yeah, and I'm also curious to know, do you have a life motto that you live your life by? Yeah, very, uh, very, very, uh, very simple. And that is, uh, sounds very simple, but I like to remind myself on a daily basis that I'm going to be dead a lot longer than I'm going to be alive. And I know that's a weird model to live your life by. But when I realize that I'm going to be dead longer than I'm going to be alive, it creates a lot more life in me. When I focus on my mortality and I remember that, hey, yes, you're an infinite life, but this being does have to stop one day. This body does have to go one day. So because I constantly have that in the forefront of my mind, I don't do anything that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't do anything that's not important to me. So I create a really fulfilling life because I'm consistently aware of the fact that one day my physical life will come to an end. Yeah, and, and tell me, uh, I know when you're not working, buddy, you enjoy, you enjoy reading, writing, and watching the office. So how do you uh, define fun and celebrate your wins in life? Yeah, fun to me is honestly um, doing whatever you want to do full on. It can be the most hardest thing in the world, but it can still be fun. It just means giving your full self to something. If you give your full self to something, you're not going to be in your head. The only reason why something's not fun is when you're in your head. But when you're here, life is wonderful because it is an absolute wonder that this stuff even exists. That's number one. And um, how do I celebrate my wins? I spend time focused on my, I spend time great, uh, spending uh, gratitude hours every single day, every single morning. I have a gratitude journal. I just fill up one page with what I'm grateful for. At the end of the day, I fill up one page with what I'm grateful for. I consistently, consistently, consistently revisit past successes and um, I bring those feelings into my future. Yeah, fabulous. And my final question for you today has to do with your own individual and personal and professional legacy and how you want that to be defined. I want my legacy to be defined. In other words, when I'm dead, I want people to say that I revolutionized education, and I allowed human beings to be human. And I reminded, reminded everybody the fact that we're not superhuman, but being human itself is super. And uh, I just like my legacy to be defined by somebody who revolutionized the education system in such a way that makes the current one absolutely obsolete. Yeah, fabulous. And, uh... And tell me, finally, uh, if people want to get connected with you, what's the best way they can do that? Well, they can just go ahead and go to www.rewiremythoughts.com slash unshakable. I actually created a free gift for all of your audience. It's a very specific tech. It's, it's a very specific process. And it is part of the neuro remapping technique. If you want to learn how to 
pinpoint the root cause behind your emotional behavior patterns, this will do it for you. www.rewiremythoughts.com slash unshakable. And you can throw that in the show notes, but if they want to go there, they'll download that. And then I'm going to pop up in their email and they're going to get all my socials, my podcast, all of that through my email. Fantastic. Well, Adrian, I have to tell you, buddy, uh, I really enjoyed our conversation about life uh, development and hypnosis and entrepreneurship, buddy. And I want to thank you for all the good work that you're doing for engaging in conversation with me this afternoon. It's most appreciated. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, brother.